Taquitos in the oven. Oh, let's not pull out our taquitos. <laughs> yeah. Taquitos. Those are just taquitos. British taquitos. Sure. Irish taquitos. <laughs> Wait, are lepre- leprechauns Irish or Scottish? Yeah. While you're asking? Are leprechauns. Rakons, Irish. Ah, they are a diminutive subnatural being in Irish folklore. Yeah. Hey, man. You learned something today? I did. I did. I didn't know the difference between the two. They all look the same. One's from Scotland. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> One's from Is that Ireland. Races yeah. to them? It's just They're all the same. They, other white people. they all sound One the same still. and speak the same. <laughs> One's like a part of England or the UK, whatever. <laughs> Reverse racism. <laughs> the other one has snakes or something. I don't know, druids. Be the oppressed. <laughs> Hello. Outlander. Ever canceled. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Vibes podcast. This is your host, Abib, with my co-host, Janae and Nathaniel. <clears throat> How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Look, there's light outside, everybody. You could actually see who we are and what we do and what our rooms look like. Don't look at my room too much. Um, see my ceiling. Yeah, that's a nice ceiling, man. It's a nice ceiling. Um, what's popping? What's new? How we doing? It's been a while since we've recorded. It's also been a while since we've uploaded. Um... So I guess I'll just start for the reasoning why. <laughs> That's mainly because uh, I was out of town and away from my computer, which gave me a lot of insight as to like what I need um, in terms of like equipment and stuff. One, I was out because we we're on like a little vacation, a little trip um, up in the north uh, Colorado area, having fun, skiing, snow activities knocking it out before summer comes and all that good stuff. Um, While I was up there, it was possibly the worst time to do it because we had just an abysmal amount of calls and meetings and all this other work that just came on out of nowhere. So I was trying to do it all remote. Chris helped us a lot. He like freaking came in clutch, learned a whole new program, designed what we need to design and got things going. Um, but I realized, you know, as beautiful as my iPad pro is and as much as I love it, right. It does everything that I need it to do, um, at an admin level, signing contracts, writing up stuff, emails, documents, whatever scripts, it does that great, amazingly, beautifully, but it's just not strong enough. I feel like to take over a laptop spot, you can't replace the laptop completely yet because I can't edit on it. I can't design on it (laughs) or not that I can't. I just choose not to in that sense. There's always apps on there that help you edit footage and design stuff. Um, But it's like, it's just too much at times. Maybe I should look into it, but I don't trust how strong it could be um, to actually edit a whole podcast on. (laughs) So I'd rather just not do that or stress over on my um, vacation for it. So. 
yeah, that's pretty much why. So now I'm in the market for an uh for a laptop at one point or another. So this doesn't happen again. <clears throat> at this point, yeah. All laptops that are out right now are pretty much all the higher end laptops are pretty much stronger than my current desktop. So it's like an upgrade either way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what did you guys do this past week? What was it? Us spring normal break? adults with normal jobs. What did we do this last week? Mm-hmm. What did you get up to this last week? <laughs> to work. <laughs> they saying something. Something copyright. <laughs> oh, more copyright stuff. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, for you normal people, <clears throat> what what happened? Rodeo. Okay, that happened. The that rodeo fun. happened. How yeah, was that? The first year the rodeo came back. It was packed. Cows. I saw some moo-moos I saw some 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 maymays. I saw some some uh, what what does it say? <laughs> I'm sorry. I made eye contact with them when you said you saw some cows. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <laughs> Just really big bulging eyes. <laughs> just, I'm so sorry. Um, it took me, it took me aback. <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. <clears throat> cool. So you had fun. Yes. 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 I would say so. Although it's currently happening, I did see the marshmallow. It's really hard to listen to EDM when you're sitting shoulder to shoulder with like no room in front of you. So you just kind of sat there going. <laughs> just what I yeah. said. You couldn't even just have one. Just like, oh, EDM no. needs to be a hundred percent general admission ground floor. Oh my god! <laughs> There's like, no other option. Just like a really you're big standing field. there and you're jumping around and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what we should have done. But we're we're up in the seats, just kind of like for EDM festivals though. If they have everyone on ground floor, general admissions, yeah. right? They could potentially have screens on all four sides, kind of deal, and just showcase the artist, right? Like I'm talking about, like wrapped around screen kind of thing, and they're just like pictures of the artist. They're just playing live feed. I mean, that's what it did. So I don't know if you've ever seen the stage at the rodeo. They have screens that go completely around, um, and so the stage itself rotates, so everyone in the reading can see him. But then he's also up on the big screen. And there's several panels, four main ones, Mm -hmm. and then there's panels between those. And so whenever some of the panels will switch to looking at him, Mm -hmm. or they would change to graphics, and he had his own little animation on screen. That's cool. Um, Like at one point, it looked like a Terminator sequence where it was like these robots that had the same eyes as Marshmallow, (laughs) and they're like, and there was like a tornado shaped Marshmallow that was going around picking up all the cows. And there's a tornado shaped marshmallow. It was like a weird tunnel, like psychedelic looking thing, and then it had marshmallow coming through it. It was it was pretty weird. Pretty cool event. Like if you were on track, they'd been perfect. Because <laughs> it was just like a lot happening. Yeah. And then they had extra panels that were kind of just floating around and they were, you know, displaying different lights. And then they had lights 
both above the arena and on the ground that were just kind of shooting around. Whoa. So it was just a big old light show. And then he had pyrotechnics. So they had Whoa. little little things around the arena just shooting fire at certain songs. And then above all the monitors, not that high up because it was a closed-in arena, but they were they were shooting fireworks. And Wait. so you had all this kind of going on. That's pretty dope. Dang, yeah, they went was, all out. I mean, it it's was, for the rodeo, it but like it's... And I couldn't even like jump and cheer. Nate explained the like... normal concert to everybody. Well, well, it's yeah. not just a normal concert. It's marshmallow concert. It's a marshmallow concert. Put marshmallow. some respect on his name. I'm like, what? It sounds like they just rodeo concerts are doing more than usual. I mean, it's the first time back, right? As she said. So I guess they'd want to go yeah, come in with like a back. hoorah. <clears throat> pretty yeah. cool stuff pretty because like marshmallow doesn't really i mean he works a dj table so like yes. it'll sound exactly together. just like the recording because <laughs> it's the same <laughs> thing <laughs> but like, uh, he nah. doesn't really it, so they had to kind of fill it in with all that going on yeah i mean i don't and know it Dude, really cool. it's just really hard to defend djs because i'm not a dj or nor do i know any djs so I guess we should do a documentary on a DJ at one point to figure this stuff out. But like the DJing community really, really is like, oh, we we put a lot of effort in to our craft. And to someone who's like, oh, it's like all electronic, like, oh, are you really doing anything kind of deal? It just doesn't you can't comprehend the amount of work that goes into it. Like, obviously, he makes his own songs and stuff at times as well. Like to properly mix a song together, let alone, yeah, he does make his own songs, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a lot of work into making the song. But, like, when it comes to the actual performance, I mean... He has to be behind with, a with, desk, right? Kind of deal. Yeah. But then, I don't know, I kind of, like, like think of it... People don't really see the work. They just hear the track, and they're like, all right. I think the people associated with... And I say people, but I mean myself as well. Like, I associate it with him behind a computer. So I don't really think of it as too much. Because I was thinking, if he's behind like a desk or something, it's pretty similar to like someone at a piano, right? In terms of seating arrangement. This person is sitting at a piano playing the piano. But piano, you can see them, all the keys there. They have to get to the keys at a certain pace, certain time. And it's, it's live at the end of the day which really brings on that challenging part. And then when you talk about DJs, um, depending on their situation or scenario, right? It's not like a wedding DJ would be the same thing as Marshmello or like a club DJ would be the same thing as Marshmello. You know, you wouldn't be playing the same set in both spots. You would probably be changing things up for, for different things. So yeah, I guess a lot of variables go into it, but I kind of want to know more in terms of like, how much hard work does go into it so you give them the proper credit that they ask for i mean it sort of is kind of like a piano this podcast we'd like to make a documentary about you (laughs) what you said it is like a piano it can be because Mm -hmm. like each key is a different note and each button on whatever their dashboard whatever they choose to use yeah could be something a different like a different note or the same thing or different sound effect or something so they could it's very easy to pre-record it Mm -hmm. and it'll sound the same every time but Mm -hmm. they could also pre-record a a unique version beforehand 
and still do it. But a kill still may be a little unique. That's what I said every time I go to like a rock concert or something. It's like you can't really replicate the live performance because it can be played differently every time they do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so much yeah, variables. You know, like how the artist yeah. is feeling, how the guitarist is feeling, drummer is yeah. feeling. If they want to go express themselves more or they're, you know, want to go for a little riff or a solo, even if they decide to compared to like, I'm sure all those things are equally viable as like a DJ um, for EDM music. But again, because the nature of the music is electronic, you, you kind of have this negative connotation of, oh, it probably doesn't take as much work, which I'm sure it's like completely wrong because I wouldn't know the first thing to do. Uh, when DJing something or creating a set but then it's it's again just those conversations right just like the variables are like whoa what about this what about that kind of deal yeah where there's no where it takes away the fact that you don't have to worry about being in tune or whatever Mm. but you do have to worry about you can do more fills and it's more work that way more what fills like in between Mm. different parts different layers you can yeah. add so many layers compared to a four or five person band. Yeah. But it won't be the same as witnessing the guitar slash transition into three different guitar solos and then go into <laughs> Sweet Child of Mine like five minutes later and the crowd just like dies on the spot. Just dies on the spot. <laughs> whoa. Oh, holy <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Live music just has its own kick. I mean, but I haven't been to a EDM concert or act in it ever. So maybe I would probably like that as well. So I think that's on the board now. We got to figure out a way to get to these uh, EDM shows and start going through it. Because I don't, I don't think I want. I want to go to like an actual show, not like a club or anything. Um, yeah, for obvious reasons, because <laughs> I want to experience the music properly and not with Nathaniel twerking on me. <laughs> <laughs> We're popping perks. No, no drugs, please. <laughs> popping some some Molly. Oh gosh. Uh I was gonna I mean, wait, Nathaniel, have you watched have both of you actually watched the new um Batman movie? The Batman. No. Dang I it. have not yet. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Okay, so I'll keep this HBO like next year. Yeah. You know what I did watch? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we'll get to that in just a moment. Um did you buy it? <laughs> um so they just released a five minute deleted scene from the batman um joker, right? yeah of the joker yeah of batman talking to the joker in arkham asylum and it's pretty cool because at first a lot of people were like oh um barry keegan keegan i think his name keegan um they were a bit skeptical of like what his joker would look like sound like act like um because obviously the you have joaquin phoenix doing the joker in his way you have other jokers from the past doing it their own way which were like really really great joker acts so it was a lot to live up to for both of these roles um Mm. but it's it's a nice little five minute thing the the character like the dress up of it it all is like really really cool it looks really unique um and you can see like all these burn scars and everything on on the Joker, um, all his hands messed up and everything, blood everywhere. 
not blood like leaking everywhere, but like blood stains everywhere. Um, yeah. And it's just really, really cool. So I'd recommend people to go in and like look at it, look through it, see what's popping with it. Do you know what we did watch? Well, at least two thirds of the people here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I watched? <laughs> what did you watch, Janae? I watched something called Nightfall. Wait. <laughs> It's not Wait a minute. <laughs> Which is a thing on Netflix, I found out. <laughs> Did you I really? was 10 minutes into watching dudes in costumes <laughs> running around doing night shit. And I was like, this is a really weird thing. Habib recommend. Like, usually I'm like, go with the flow. Like, I, you know. Maybe it's something good. And I was like, no, 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 no. I have to say something. So I text the group. I text the group. I was like, did you say, did you say nightfall? (laughs) He was like, no, no, no. Windfall. I'm like, oh, "Oh, shit. Yeah. It was a whole series, too. I realized it was like a whole episode series. (laughs) I was like, I'm not watching this in one night. So after thus watching the first episode of Nightfall and then now watching Windfall. (laughs) I only got through three quarters of the movie. I didn't even finish watching the ending. Uh huh. I was supposed to watch it today, but I got delayed oh, on a bunch you of things. Watch the last act of it. No. Oh, dude, that's the best part. Um, going over. The okay, last well. Part I saw was. Oh, don't, don't spoil! Don't spoil! Don't spoil! Um, because Nathaniel hasn't watched it. <laughs> We obviously the movie you wanted us to watch. Yeah. So the movie so the tech mogul house. Yeah. So yeah. um originally this week I was like, hey guys, uh, on my trip, right? I downloaded a bunch of movies. And obviously I'm the biggest Lily Collins fan there ever was at this point. Love her and everything since like Emily in Paris came out. I actually love Rosie, loved her. It's one of my favorite movies, if not my top three. Um, but Emily in Paris and like this and all the other things. Um Mank, she was in Mank. That was pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Been watching a lot of her stuff, right? So when this came out, I was like, wait, Jason Seagal's in it, Lily Collins is in it. Like these are two great people that I already enjoy. Let's give this a go. And then the synopsis of it was like really cool, where Jason Seagal's character is robbing this tech mogul's house, like out in the middle of nowhere, kind of deal. It's like a very secluded area um or secluded property and he's robbing taking their stuff yeah blah, blah. he's expecting no one to be there right which you find out because the tech guy the ceo guy he was supposed to be at like um some conference giving a speech that weekend so i guess he did his the robber did his work uh did his research and found out that and wasn't expecting anyone to be there Cut to like five, 10 minutes after of like him, like looking through everything, robbing everything. It's, oh gosh, the guys are coming in. The guys are there. And they're like, there's two people coming to the house, which is a CEO and his wife. So he, he takes what he can, the money and everything he found. And then they, they come into the house and he hides a little. And then when they're not looking, he just like quietly slips out, right? Thinking he got away. He goes, he goes, he goes, runs for however long because his, his car is like parked really far away on the opposite side of the property. And then he goes to sit down in his car and he looks out his windshield and right up front on the dang um, tree is a camera, a security camera pointed right at him. 
So now he's like all pissed. He's like, gosh, dang it. They have my face now. They have my car's license plate info. So now he has to go back inside and interrogate them of like, hey, where did this stuff, like, where is the stuff located? What's going on? I need to get rid of the evidence kind of deal. And so it becomes, it turns into a hostage situation when it didn't need to be. So the, the way, and this guy, the, he created a software basically, right? Where companies can use that software to see which areas or which roles are redundant in their workflows. So they could slim down their companies and like cut costs. And he became like a multi-billionaire or whatever. Um, and which meant like a bunch of companies like laid off a lot of people because of his software, um, essentially, which means a whole bunch of people lost their jobs kind of deal. So that's like the whole thing. Um, and the scenario is it's really unique in, in the sense of it slowly builds up, builds up, builds up. And you're actually like not really mad at the robber, I guess, obviously, where the reasoning being is a CEO guy is really just a big butthead like he has the most nasty personality everyone hates him in that one everyone his wife hates him his wife but for good reason right like he always points at her flaws or what she could change this that and the other and really makes it at one point even makes her feel like she's a charity case for for whatever her past uh, their past was kind of deal so like everything really keeps progressing where everything just keeps getting worse and worse and worse because this guy and oh also he he's cheats on his wife like constantly as what you find out throughout the thing when he like texts or calls his assistant he's like oh another debbie showed up or something i think that was the name he used and we got to get rid of her for like this five hundred thousand dollars i need it in cash asap kind of deal um so yeah again kind of spoilery kind of not but um yeah the whole the whole premise is now that he's there or jason seagal's character the the robber he's there it's like oh how much would it cost to get to start anew and how much money does he need to like just go live a new life kind of deal so he doesn't go to jail or anything like that um and that's where like the main story takes place is like the assistant can't get the money right away but they have to wait like 12 hours until the next evening for the money to actually come in um or 24 hours for the money to come in um and and that's when like the whole story and everything takes place where you find out a lot of these things so pretty cool because you don't find out a lot too much about the main character's background the the robber's background or anything but you don't even know their oh yeah you don't know their names even in the script it just says ceo robber wife kind of deal so which is pretty cool the robber a lot like they call him nobody Mm -hmm. exactly so they don't use names obviously and um even for the 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 rich ceo guy whose name we should all know um yeah very cool it's very stylistic in a way where like a lot of these shots are it, it, it was definitely made with a small crew and it's like a very small budget film, but very small budget in terms of like, it doesn't have these really crazy transitions or really like big CGI moments. It's not something like that. It's more of a subtle film. Or anything. Yeah. yeah, no special effects, no, you know, anything crazy. But it's just like just raw cinema at, at the end of the day where it like really just takes 
it, it really just uses the writing um, and the characters, the actors to, to navigate the story and pushes you through. And a bunch of cool like cinematography and camera angles, which I'm all nerd on with y'all. <laughs> but um, all in all, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> watching the first episode of Nightfall and then going to watching Windfall and the first five, seven minutes is with Jason Seagal's character eating an orange. Oh, yeah. And I was like, did I still get it wrong? What is that? <laughs> It's <laughs> like, Netflix. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Oh. And I was man. like, that's cool. Yeah. Where I'm, I was eating a banana. He was eating an orange. You we were just chilling. Then he went to a house, and then it started kicking off. Uh huh. So yeah. it was a little confusing. And now I feel bad I didn't finish watching it because it was actually picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, not to spoil too much, but there was a lot of character development going on. Um, yeah. It was right at something big happened and people are making decisions. <laughs> oh man, looking looking online, I'm kind of disappointed where like not a lot of the critics really thought about really shared my opinion okay. on this. It had like fifty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Fifty seven IMDB's got 52% on Metacritic. So it's a very iffy film. Huh. You guys yeah. ready for some uh, trivia? I'm sorry, <laughs> what were you saying? No, I was, just gonna, uh, I was just saying I didn't get to read the actual reviews because, of course, I didn't finish watching it. I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. But some were saying that the ending was lacking. Mm, but I, I didn't could see watch that. it to know I could see that it wraps up in a very abrasive way is the best way I'll put it where it's like, mm-hmm. it's definitely not something you saw coming specifically. You always thought it was like something in the back of your mind that could happen, but the way that it happened felt a little rushed is what I'll say where like the, it, it, it basically concludes in like 10 minutes, five minutes, five to eight minutes kind of <laughs> deal where like everything is just, whoosh everything's done the last um, 10 minutes i didn't finish watching shit yeah so it's kind of it's kind of like that <clears throat> yeah but on to oh did you have anything to say nathaniel about this wonderful film nope. that you will be watching soon here nope. um, probably won't now but yeah what <laughs> you should give it a try i actually really liked it um oh. again it's very slow paced at times oh yeah which Andrew. which was uh, the modern I audience. Need, I need swords and stuff. You need stimulation at all times. Nightfall. Oh, Nightfall. Oh, do we have a show <laughs> for you? Holy moly. I'm just reading some of the trivia facts off of the IMDB page. And it's pretty cool. Um, talking of about, no, not <laughs> of Windfall. <laughs> Um, talking about how this was, um, the leading lady was Lily Collins and the director was actually her husband, Charlie McDowell, their first film together. Um, oh, in the show, in the movie, one thing I actually noticed, and it's a, it's actually a trivia fact here. You can see the CEO guy played by Jesse Plemons 
um, who had the idea that instead of wearing like classical business shoes or like professional looking shoes, the CEO jerkwad should actually wear <laughs> the new Yeezy Boosts kind of deal. I saw that. Yeah. So it's like really apparent and it really caught my eye. Cause like, yeah. oh, what the heck? Someone's like, shot of just the shoes too. Yeah. So it was really, really up there. Um, yeah. So he thought instead he was he's like he should wear Yeezys as as opposed to like dress shoes or any other typical business apparel to make him feel like that dickwad kind of deal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are some just pretty cool things they wanted. So the reason why it's like smaller cl- crew and everything was because this was shot during covid and this was pitched during the first like year uh covid uh two months into covid into making this film so they wanted to keep it as lean as possible in terms of crew and sets they wanted to film at one location kind of deal so all that together this was a this was a covid baby kind of deal it's pretty cool pretty cool stuff what they were able to accomplish let me go over to nightfall nightfall's got better ratings (laughs) 6.9 6.9 <laughs> IMDb and 57% of Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like you might like this one. <laughs> it's set in 1306. The Knights Templar are winding Bring down. More. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, great, great, great. <laughs> so you watch that. You and Janae can watch that and fill us in next week on how you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> nightfall also the smoke in my screen i realized is because of my humidifier because my vape. Oh. vape actually the blunt she lit before starting yeah i really want my taquitos <laughs> no please rolled up from, uh, uh, um, what, is, what is it called mukbang? Mukbang? I don't know. a mukbang oh no please um, i don't like mukbangs i can't it's I know Wong Fu does this thing where it's like you eat with Wong Fu kind of deal. Meaning like they're all eating but having a conversation at the same time. But then there's these mukbang channels which that's it's like ASMR kind of deal where they're not even talking to the camera. They're just eating. They're loudly slurping, loudly chewing and for someone who's, who's it's an ick <laughs> for me is imagining that I just want to punch them in the face. Like stop. <laughs> Which when that's how you get like all those crazy clips online where you see like these Asian ladies, well, predominantly Asian ladies, those are the ones that go viral. Um, They are eating like lives. There's just one where there's like ladies eating live squid and she like takes a bite into it and the squid just like attaches to her face or something. And then she's like in horror, like trying to get it off of her um, and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Have you seen it? I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's um, really weird. There's one YouTuber that does it. He speeds up the eating part, but his whole thing is eating ridiculous amounts, like the calories. Mm. He did a, he did like a hundred thousand calories in 48 hours or something. Ew. But this dude's a professional eater, yeah. and he also burns it. He like, works out he does a lot. Exercise every day. He'll burn the fifty thousand. Over the course of the day, while also eating it, basically. Is he the same guy who like travels around the world? I don't think so. Oh, he might have. I don't know. I've only seen a few of his videos. He's like a professional, yeah, like eating contest person. Because there's a couple of YouTubers. He held the uh, 
he held the uh, hot dog one for a little bit. Oh, dang. What's dang. his name? Nathan's challenge, whatever. He did that. Oh, dang. I think. Forgot his name, but. There's a bunch of like. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> There's this uh, travel food YouTuber or whatever is what I usually got found. Um, David's been David's been here. Yeah, that's the one that I've usually followed. Nope, it's not David's been here. It's a lie. It's one of them. Okay, it's just a whole pleth. It's just a whole genre of YouTube videos where like people go out to like street vendors, ask for food, try out food in different countries, or just eat an enormous amount of food. And it's just kind of cool to see how much new people can do. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. But other than that, um, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, dude, I am so happy in this last like year or so. First off, I want to thank Netflix for all they've done with uh, for Formula One in, in America, actually. I really do. Because this year, for this Grand Prix, that's like this whole circuit that's going on now, so many more people in, in my friend group are like actually invested in Formula One now. Before, no one really cared. No one knew what was going on kind of deal. But because of the Drive to Survive documentaries uh, that have been working out, it's just been, everyone's been loving it. Everyone's seen the appeal of it. And everyone's just really been enjoying it, which is really cool. So I've been able to talk to a lot more people about Formula One. I don't know if you want me to. Whoa, what the? (laughs) What the fuck? Did you say NASCAR? Yo, what it's like the? cars one, two, and three. Not two. Two <laughs> was about the spies. <laughs> yeah, two well, was I'm... about international spies. Okay, don't even get me started on the cars franchise. Okay, and their spin-off <laughs> franchise planes. You know what? Let me just not even go there. <laughs> that's that's actually. I think I sent Janae a text earlier today. Um, <sighs> so because. I'm going to get back to Formula One in just a moment, guys. Sorry. Sorry. I know you guys are at the edge of your seats. <laughs> About race cars? <laughs> but you, it's Formula... You my dogs being idiots in the background? Oh, no. It's all muted. Okay. Yeah, you're chilling. Um, so so since we're growing as a business, right? Obviously, one of the first things you do is you have to hire more people. You have to reach out and, you know, make job <laughs> listings. Um. <laughs> As what any business does, you know, when you don't have a direct access to the, the supply and everything, like, you know, the, the people who work um, in terms of like hiring designers, uh, web designers, graphic designers, yeah, all those people, right? Even editors and stuff. Um, so I had to, <laughs> so I had to create one of those listings um, on <laughs> as like a little template kind of thing. And I had to send it to Janae of like, hey, does this sound good? Does this not sound good? Um, what could we do? What could we not do? Can you approve this so we could like put this up there on like your LinkedIn's and stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's pretty tame, you know. Here's what we're looking for. Here's the skills you need. Here's the kind of experience levels that we're looking for. Pretty entry level or intermediate level. Um, and then near the bottom of it, right? 
and I'm sure anyone who applies is not going to listen to this podcast, so I'm pretty safe in saying this. I had a couple of tests in there for these people, and it was viewed as one, like, some people viewed it very weird, as, like, Romina. Huh? There was a couple? Well, like, you know, there, there was a couple, yeah. So the first one being is, hey, you can email me at my email here. Um, and in the subject line, please include graphic, graphic designer. Just have graphic there twice, which confused some people. They're like, oh, is that a typo? Is that supposed to be there? As Janae was one of them. And I was like, oh, no, that's supposed to be there. It's either you see if they're going with the flow kind of thing or if they're going to correct me or if they're just going to do it right and not correct me. Just try to see what kind of person they are, kind of like if they're fun to be with, if they're going to mess around or if they're even going to take that risk. You hired me to edit, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's like a good yeah, thing, Janae. Like, okay. So I'm like testing Janae too if she's like, <laughs> she's doing her job correctly kind of deal. Um, I was like, graphic twice but the next part and the part that i really loved wrong too yeah i put desert home okay i'll need to fix that i'm just an idiot that that was not that was just me being an idiot i usually get i usually goof it up every now and then um no my favorite one was what do you think of the cars franchise that's an actual thing i want on the listing and I want them to type. I want them to type it out in the email if they like it or not. What they think of Lightning McQueen, who their favorite Cars character is. Like, just give me something. And I even went down the next line that said, "Please be detailed about your reasoning." <laughs> like, I'm putting a lot of emphasis into this Cars franchise, <laughs> and I think it'll really weed out a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to get anybody. No, but it was funny because you go, um, put this on the subject as well, as well as tell us a little bit about yourself. And I was like, okay, Habib listed two very weird, specific questions, maybe to get the person to open up. Yeah. And then you have to be detailed. Maybe Habib just really wants this person to really talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. And then you go, Emails that do not contain all information requested will not be considered. And yeah. I was like, dead ass. You want them to answer I questions. really want them to answer this stuff. You right? have to answer every question or we're not going to consider you. You won't thing. even be considered. I think that line I should take out just to make it a little easier because I'm asking them for so much. But essentially... Like it didn't hit me. Like we were talking about so many things, I forgot to go back to that one. But I was like, "Wait a second, what the heck?" I wanted to make a real emphasis on, "Hey, you should do this. You should really do this. If we're gonna work together, you should really do." Actually, now that going back to it, the freelancers we have hired, like, please make sure to include all information requested. I think that's nicer. Yeah, there's some information. Tell us about your opinion on cars and you ain't getting the job. <laughs> like, oh, man, it was fun because I sent it out and I was like, oh, oh, some people love the idea. Other people hate the idea. So uh, it's we'll see if we want to continue that route. But if you see a job listing with those descriptions is in my email, it's definitely me. And if anyone else without my email, someone with a bunch of skill sets, including giving great music recommendations. Oh, yeah. Definitely asking people for great music recommendations. You listed like serious qualifications and I read that and I was like, what the what are we doing? 
Listen, I'm just trying to, again, they're graphic designers, okay? These are web designers, graphic designers, creative people. And as creative people ourselves, I'm just sick and tired of looking at the same old, same old job listings and being like, eh, it is what it is. Eh, it is what it is kind of deal. Like you kind of just swoosh past everyone. So if anyone's like paying attention, is Janae just gone? Yeah. Oh, okay. There she's back. Accidentally turned on airplane mode. <laughs> turned turn on, on the airplane. The, the laptop just starts flying away. <laughs> Your apartment's like in the sky. Airplane mode. Holy <laughs> moly. Um. But yeah. Um. I'll continue with our F1 discussion in the post show. So if you guys want to go ahead and listen to the audio version over on Spotify or Apple or anywhere where you get your podcasts, you can go ahead and check us out there. Otherwise, we'll see you later. Gotta Google that real quick. Gotta Google what? NASCAR. What was it? It's F1. What do you mean, NASCAR? <laughs> NASCAR is a great sport in its own right, but F1 is way better. NASCAR is a sport? Yeah. NASCAR, I don't NASCAR know. NASCAR is it's a glorified reason to drink. Yeah, basically. Um, hello, welcome to the post show. How y'all doing? Uh, <laughs> dude, okay, is, is so... Is one drag racing, or is it also like track it's track okay yeah so the crazy thing is oh, is like cars and they start at the line they go boop, 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 and then they go Wee! and then they go like, like mario kart without the items stuff with, with the turtle shells and the uh yeah but they only go the like bananas. this far and then they stop and like, and you're like oh you did great we got these uh bullet bills <laughs> what <laughs> Janae, what did you just search up where you is your description <laughs> I don't think we search it. You know what? Instead of Nightfall, maybe you should watch Drive to Survive and you would actually like F1. So I was I just got... describing what it was. There's <laughs> F0. There's F2. There's F3s. There's everything. There's Formula whatever. Um, what am I saying? Oh, yeah. So Formula 1. Mm-hmm. A lot of friends are coming into it. Um, but I want to talk more about like the impact the documentary series had because obviously we work in documentaries and we just want to showcase that a little more um so originally f1 was uh the guy who owned f1 i forget his name or i don't even know his name uh his main thing was like hey my target audience is more like rich old people who have money to spend to to go to these events and and all that stuff. So I really don't. It's he essentially he's like really don't care about young people too much enjoying the sport because they don't have the money for it. Um, but over time it gained great popularity in Europe and the rest of the world. Um, but in America it was still a market that it was just missed. Right, we didn't care about it here in America at all. Even I heard about it through like cousins back overseas that they were interested in it. And I was like, cool, that's dope. And they told me more about it. Um, so that's when I heard about it kind of deal. Um, but more recently, like 2015, 16, 17, something around there, uh, F1 got bought by a parent company 
So they got bought out kind of deal. And their main thing was like, hey, how do we make this accessible to the U.S. market? What what do we do to grow this in the American market? Because Americans just spend money that they don't have usually. So we can <laughs> take it out from them as much as we can. Um, the border movie that came out with Matthew McConaughey, was it? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, your audio just cut out when you were starting to speak. It was just a noise gate. Uh, the one with Chris Hemsworth. That that was, uh, what's his name? There, no, there's uh, Matthew McConaughey racing. The Ford, Ford versus Ferrari? Oh, that was in 2019. Oh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. <laughs> But when I searched Matthew McConaughey, it still came up. I assume he's in everything. No. Oh, yeah. That was more about... That's pretty much... Yeah. That's also a racing movie. Is, um, that, is that everywhere? We're just listing racing movies. No, that's not Formula One. <laughs> let me... Let me... Hold on, hold on. Let me just take a step here. Formula One. That's all you have to search, really, brother. Like, is Talladega Nights. Formula One. <laughs> like, is is uh, just spirit. Is it, literally just this. This is what the grid looks like, kind of deal. These are the cars they're driving. Race, racing stripes. Like, I yeah, this. Yeah, it's just this kind of deal. So the the parent company there. Yeah, exactly. The parent company was like, oh, what can we do? This, that, and the other. So they came up with a marketing campaign of like this little documentary series, um, which they signed a deal with Netflix, giving Netflix, you know, super access to all the teams and stuff and everything like that. Uh, to my understanding is the bigger teams like uh, the McLaren, the Ferraris and the Mercedes and them, they didn't really care for it too much they were like eh, it's not worth our time kind of deal we don't really get that out of here we don't care about it too much um so they didn't really sit in for the interviews it wasn't really a part of any of it a part of like the first two to three seasons or something like that um so what essentially netflix was kind of forced into (laughs) um what netflix was kind of forced into was really talking about the underdogs of the whole series in terms of like the the cars who aren't necessarily winning the championship, but they're doing everything they can. I I don't even have the chat up. I see y'all giggling. I see y'all doing stuff. Yep. Yep. It's a zebra. They sent a zebra. Thanks. Thanks guys. (laughs) Uh, So once this documentary launched, it's just been like super, super freaking helpful. To like, you know, get to know the players, not the players, the racers, get to know the dynamics. And it's not necessarily about the mechanics of it. Like, it doesn't really go into the mechanics of racing or like the um, all the technicals of it all. Like how to race, what's the best way to race kind of deal. It doesn't really do that. It's more about the person to person connection in terms of like um, how people talk to like interact with one another, how teammates interact with one another. Cause even though your teammates on the same team racing in the same car, you kind of still have to outperform your counterpart because that way your contracts are still, you're still looked at as valuable and the team resigns you after like two years or something. Once your contract is up or other teams look at you as like, Oh shoot, he's a good driver. Let's sign him. 
So the goal is to like get signed higher and higher to like the more winning teams and be in a car that actually is capable of winning. Um, Cause not all of these cars are the same. They're actually required to build unique engines for every one of them and body kits. So they're all slightly different in their own rights. Um, and actually this past season, it was more about like, Hey, you guys got to completely rebuild your cars, whatever patterns you had on there. We're going to, we're not going to allow that the, you guys have to resubmit new cars and engines and stuff onto there. So it's been really cool to see like how teams have been stacking up, how cars have been stacking up comparatively. Um, and I see a smirk on Nathaniel's face. So I'm just expecting something to happen here in just a moment. But yeah, see a race. A race. So that's a, that's a weird thing. The only race that happens. So they race like in, uh, in a couple of cities throughout the year. Um, and in America, there's only one race, which is in Austin. So when that race comes to Austin, we can definitely go and have a look. I would love to do that. I would love I to go. Be yeah. So we could definitely <laughs> see. It's I pretty cool. I have to open the message. <laughs> it gave away the, the another thing zebra. in the description. Another zebra. <laughs> It said zebra in the notification. Uh oh. Nah, zebra PNG. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Zebra.png. What could it be? <laughs> but yeah, did y'all want to talk about anything that's not F1 related, I suppose? It's not a zebra. So, what's F1? I was too busy looking at zebras. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what? I was trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was not listening. I was looking zebra. at zebras. You have to repeat all of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd rather die. Um, Fortnite is actually so hard. trying so no, hard to like, keep it together. I saw, I saw the look on your face. Um, I guess the last thing we talk about is like, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Fortnite has done this thing where they've completely got rid of the build mode in their game. Good. So no more building. It's like actual just a Good. BR, a battle royale Freaking game. Kill each other. Yeah, it's pretty cool. A lot of people really like it, and it's really bringing back a lot of like older fan, like fans from like a couple years back. Basically, the people who who were who liked the game, who were really happy and and fun, who had a lot of fun on it, but didn't really get too captivated by the building. And actually, with the build ceiling going higher and higher and higher with like these kids just completely taken over and building skyscrapers in the matter of like milliseconds um which it was like a big turnoff for a lot of those players where they were more like hey i just want to freaking shoot people kind of deal i want to like tactically maneuver around and just shoot people something like call of duty like a war zone or something um mm -hmm. but Warzone just has too many cheaters so no one likes that <laughs> but Dude. Just yeah. At least that's like a list of problems of why. Yeah. Don't Warzone. play Warzone. <laughs> that 200 gigabyte game. Just what is it wrong? Not more than that. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? How? Probably more than that. How big is um Warzone file? Upload 54 gigabytes on PP. Nah. PC or even a more whopping 133 gigabytes if you have the Modern Warfare installed. That's bullshit. Why are you lying, PC games? 
That's like, lying. Dude, like a patch is 50 to, gigabytes, probably. I was like, I have to uh, uninstall Witcher 3 off of my PlayStation. I'm not, it's not worth it. Yeah. I, I can tell you it's not worth it. <laughs> Weird. Hold on. This person threw a screenshot on there. Let me find this screenshot person. Um, 80 gigabytes for Warzone. <laughs> Just, it's still fake news. It's still 281 gigabytes. <laughs> Holy moly, dude. These people are wild. It also came out that this was, I think we've already talked about that, but it like, it was a, angry zebra asked poly.jpg. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun with your zebras. Um, it was like a big thing of they're making these games extra big. So your system doesn't really have space for other games. That's right? stupid. This game is free. Yeah, but they want you, you on the game instead. Install it and reinstall it anytime. Reinstall any gig of game. Yeah, you have modern internet speed, I guess. Modern becoming at minimum three hundred megabits a second, or. Uh, was it 50 megabytes a second? I think that infrastructure is still very, very new in other parts of the yeah. country. I think us living in Houston is still a blessing in that end. Yeah. They also <laughs> just like straight up don't care that they're not optimizing their game. They're just like, yeah, it is whatever it is. To be uh, fair, people that play those games don't play anything else. So there's that. Mm -hmm. As yeah. you can see from Elden Ring, it's popularity. <laughs> those people move. To Elden Ring and just completely can't get past the first boss. It's the funniest mm -hmm. thing ever. It's fun. But yeah. Elden Ring looks real cool. I needed, dude. We were doing our research on Elden Ring. Turns out my graphics card can't even really handle it, and I've been depressed ever since. I wonder if the new Macs are able to handle it. I mean, you think they could handle it? Sure, but you can get it a lot, something a lot cheaper that can handle it. But if I'm already buying the new Mac. Or the new MacBook Pro, right? Like, I would kind of want it to play my video games too, instead of having to buy another computer for those. I think Cause... what I've heard, why, like, just the whole optimization of what Apple does isn't good for gaming. Like, you need absurd cooling. Oh, like, yeah. Apple doesn't really have a lot of cooling, huh? Um,. It's just different, like the difference between using a dedicated gaming graphics card versus a designing yeah. graphics card. It's just well, that and it's their like, stuff is just like more internally soldered on, right? It's not like a separate thing for yeah. it. Where like the mach my machine has a separate, yeah, my machine has a separate separate graphics card for. It. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, that's pretty much. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> that was pretty much it for whatever I had to say today. Anything y'all want to end um, on? That cosmic coke disappeared from the store. <laughs> like it was never there, or you can't find it. I saw it once, and then I mentioned it in the podcast, the other podcast, and now I haven't seen it since. <laughs> you mentioned it's it. Gone. There, there's someone who listens. <laughs> it's in your area. Cosmic <laughs> coke. Coca-Cola. Cosmic Apple. Listen, the Cosmic Crisp Apple. I see it. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can't buy it. 
<laughs> I need to um, drive wherever we go and get some. Yeah. Again, come out here. It's going to be a great time. I got a, got a Kroger in the area around here that uh, carries a Cosmic Crisp. You would love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I got to do all that. Pretty fun day, huh, guys? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> all right. So, with that being said, we'll sign off. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Thank you.